Good morning, everybody. This is Judith Hope. You're listening to Mad Love. Let's get into it. So yesterday was horrible. <laughs> My mother was in the worst fucking mood. Sorry to come in hot with the cuss words, but man, I, oh my God, she was driving me insane. I mean, nothing was good. From the minute she arose from her bed, she brought the pain. She complained her wrist was hurting so bad. Oh my God, I think it's broken. I said, well, if you can move it, it's not broken. Oh, it's broken. I I don't know what to do. So I'm trying to help her. And then she wouldn't listen. And then, you know, she comes struggling down the hallway later because, you know, I just gave up. Like, look, I got this medicine. You can take this ibuprofen. It'll help. I don't want to take that. I don't know what that is. It was horrible. So then I left her alone. Then she comes, you know, crimping down the hall. She got her cane and she, oh, Lord, I'm doing the best I can. (laughs) It was very dramatic. And if it wasn't so annoying, I would have started laughing. And so then finally I was like, will you take this? If it kills me, I guess it just kills me. I was like, it's not going to kill you. It's not going to make you sick. That's more work for me. Here, take it. And of course it made her arm feel better. So by the end of the day, it didn't hurt. But we had a very dramatical, as Flavor Flav would say, a very dramatical morning with her limping and whining and crying. And it's just so annoying because I have to work. I had plenty of stuff to do. And then it's like, you know, would you like some breakfast? I guess so. And then you give her the breakfast. I can't eat this. I don't. It's burnt. It's not burnt. Those are the bread crusts. They just come that color. Yeah, I can't eat this. You really burned it up. And it was just constant criticism and complaining all day. So it was a giant pain in the ass. She did not get in a decent mood until, I don't know, probably about seven o'clock. And then she didn't want to go to sleep. She And I don't think she slept all night. I really don't. But the good thing with the CBD is it keeps her from bursting into my room every five minutes with a flashlight in my face. Because that's where we were this time last year. And it, ooh, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to yawn. I th- I didn't see that one coming. And I'm not going to uh, edit it out. This is a uh <laughs> This is a raw podcast. <laughs> so anyway, sorry guys. Anyway, she was, you know, last year just basically one night I just a couple of nights I had to just lock the door on her cuz she was just It was like being in a horror film, but it wasn't a zombie. It was a dementia patient. So last night was better than that because with the CBD, she at least stays. She's still manicky. She's still very much um, anxious, but she can keep it contained in her room. And it doesn't have to bother me, basically. So anyway, that was my yesterday. It was not ideal. And... uh, I'm glad that this is almost done. I'm n I don't have any details. I don't know what's going on, but I know that my days as the sole caregiver um are pr- probably fairly limited. And when I'm honest with myself, I think she's probably much sicker than what I realize. I mean the next state for her is gonna be a catatonic state. And I feel like a lot of times she's fighting that. 
Like she fights sleep because she's afraid, you know, that she won't wake up or she's afraid of her dreams or because who knows what's going on in a brain like that. Nobody can know. So anyway, I had a lovely birthday weekend. Uh, To be honest, it was so weird. I only had the caregiver for four hours. I got a lot done anyway on Saturday. Um, You know, like I told you guys, I'm doing this course to help me be a, a successful publisher. I've put books out and I've published books before, but they were not successful. So I invested in a course and I feel like this is going to be the thing that helps me dominate in that space. Um, and then it'll allow me to fund some other businesses because I still want to make movies. Um, but as the film system, as we know, it is collapsing and I'm very happy about that. I'm not happy. My friends aren't working. I'm not happy that people are struggling and scared, but I am happy that we have a chance to create something new and better in its place. Whatever Hollywood has become was unsustainable, and it was a huge barrier to entry, and it was just kind of evil. I mean, wherever you have that many people with money and completely out of touch with reality and completely out of touch with the craft itself, and they don't care what people want to see, they just keep shoving these, you know, anemic, dumb comic book movies and Fast and Furious movies, all these sequels, you know, it's been about 20 years since there were high quality films made on a regular basis. And that's just the facts. I mean, I I think I still went to the movies in the early 2000s. I was still excited. Aren't you afraid? Have have you noticed they don't even make rom-coms anymore? When's the last time you saw a romantic comedy? Julia Roberts wouldn't have a career right now. If it's if it started right, if her film career started right now, she wouldn't have a career. She made mostly romantic comedies. So did uh, I think Meg Ryan. There were where did that genre go? And it was almost like they were they didn't want to pay women that much anymore. And it's like you know people don't want to see that. We just you know they don't know what we want to see because when a good romantic comedy comes out, people will go see it. When a smart movie comes out, people go see it. So this has become really a battle over over the art itself. You got the money grubber people on one side, and not everybody in the studio is a money grubber. There are people who do stand up and try to fight for, you know, different types of stories, but they get drowned out when something uh, you know, when the boss is like, "Well, we need to make X amount of dollars this year." And, you know, we're just going to make a bunch of DC or Marvel movies and see how those go. And for a long time, that worked. You know, I remember the first time I started seeing that. And this is probably not accurate because I I really did not stay keyed in. But I saw the first Transformers in the in the movie theater. I went to the theater. I saw it. Uh, My nephew used to play with Transformers. So I was curious and it wasn't bad. But that wasn't all that was in the theater either. You know what I'm saying? It's just like you used to be able to go to see a variety of movies. Um, And now, like I said, this is historically, this has happened before. And we'll see how it turns out. I am excited, though, because I finally feel like I have a, a way to enter and be relevant and tell stories that people want to see. Um, 
because I'm in touch with the people. I am the people. You know, these studios have gotten big and bloated and out of touch, and they aren't solvent, all of them. They have to float these giant films because they can't afford to make an independent, funny... Quentin Tarantino wouldn't have a film career if he started right now. There's no lane for him. There's no lane for Martin Scorsese. There's no lane for Steven Spielberg. They make a lane for him. But his movies, I don't think the Fablemans did that well. I mean... It's just a sad state of affairs if you love films. Well, like I love films. So anyway, I, I think I jumped off a point that I was making, but I am very excited. I think I said on this podcast, if this if this strike makes it to September 1st or October, October 1st, it's toast. And if you've noticed, TV is full of more competitions. They've grabbed Yellowstone and put that on CBS, and that's what you're going to see. You're going to see them start pulling from the other pipelines. Um, They're going to go for their streaming shows or some of their cable shows and put them on network TV because normally this time is new TV shows. It's a new TV season, but the strike started right as those shows would have been filming. So there may be a couple of things in the can, but for the most part, it's going to be tumbleweeds. And then you're going to start seeing stuff that they didn't think they were would have to air. They didn't want to make it a show, but it's probably going to come on TV anyway because they need to fill these schedules. And I don't know, how many competition shows do you want to watch? Every time I turn around, there's a new competition show on the networks because they're struggling. They don't have any programming. And... Uh, it's going to get bad. I mean, I I could see this thing stretching into the uh, new year. Really, I can't. They're not. They're so far apart, and I don't know that it's all going to end the way people think it will. I think basically what's going to happen is there there's going to be a new and better system, and it, if you were in it for the money, you won't probably want to be a part of that system. Right. Because it's going to be about story. It's going to be about actors. It's going to be about talent. And it's going to be about people who don't have huge budgets, but they have stories they want to tell. You know, so that's me. Hold my beer. Uh, So we'll see. We'll see what happens. But I uh, I think it's going to be very, very, very interesting. And it's going to get worse before it gets better. Because even right now, even if everything calmed down and everybody saw each other's side and everybody agreed right now, the losses that they've mounted are going to be huge. And I was reading an article last night. What's really fascinating, and I don't think people think about it this way, but what's really fascinating is companies like, to a lesser degree, Apple, because they put out content, but there, that's we obviously know Apple's not a movie studio, but like Amazon, they bought MGM, uh, Amazon, Netflix, like they have ways to survive that the studios don't. You see what I'm saying? So like, even though Netflix used to be innovative and different, and and they had all these partnerships, which I think was their bread and butter. Um, when they moved into original content all the partnerships seem to dry up, but they are still a tech company. And somehow I I can see them surviving because of the data they collect on the people who use their service. I mean, if Netflix really decides to commit fully to, to ads, 
you know, it'll become like network TV, but they have a path to survival. Apple will be okay because they don't, they're not really a movie studio. And then, um, you know, what was the other one? Amazon. Amazon has survived, you know, as a, based off of convenience, they're your go-to for everything. So they will apply those tactics to their film program and their TV shows. And uh, I think they will be okay because that's not their primary business. I think the streamers will be fine. It will be the studios that won't because they're still stuck in traditional media and they bought into this idea that streaming would be everything for them. But they got it from companies that didn't have the same balance sheets that they had. And so a place like Disney just gets fat, fat, fat by buying everything. But when's the last time they put out an original movie? Even these things they're doing now, they're not original. They're remakes. I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. But I I am excited because I actually feel like I'm putting myself in a position to have the career I wanted to have. And I was not going to be able to have the career I wanted to have with the current Hollywood infrastructure. And that was kind of obvious to me when I was 23, but not really, because I still kept thinking there was, you know, a lane there. But I never saw it being this bad, but it's pretty bad. Like, there's just there's nothing really sustainable about the way they make movies in in the 2000s. I would say it goes all the way back to, I would probably say around 2010, 2011, 2012, you started to see things just started to get really ridiculous. In the last 10 to 15 years, it's just been these giant blockbuster uh, movies, and that's it, with these bloated budgets, and people didn't even want to do them, but it was like, I, you know, I'm making money, you know? I think Roger Craig, no, not Roger Craig, I'm old. Um, Let's do Daniel Craig. Roger Craig used to play football for the 49ers. That's wild. Daniel Craig, remember how he vacillated back and forth? I'm never doing another James Bond movie. And then here he is for two more. (laughs) It's the money. So we'll see how all of this shakes out. I do feel badly for agents and people who make their money uh, servicing clients and making sure they get work. But this business is rotten to the core and it needs to be, uh, overturned. You know, I think a lot of people have done a lot of things to get where they are. And, um, speaking of which I saw some videos yesterday that were interesting, you know, because I've been telling you about Puffy on YouTube. There's all kinds of receipts about, him being not a good human being. I don't know that. I don't know Puffy. He's not my friend. But when you go on YouTube, it looks like this dude is going to prison at some point. You know, they got him for a lot of stuff. And then there's some video evidence that he's clearly uh, a bisexual man. That is obvious. There's way too many videos of Puffy being drunk, flirting with men. And pictures of him you know, in compromising positions with men. And so I don't think people are that offended by that anymore. Like, you know, be a gay man. No one cares. But I do think people would have an issue. And this is what I think he's trying to cover up is the extortion, the blackmail 
and possibly the child sex trafficking. That kind of stuff is you you really can't yeah. That's you can't put a bow on that. You know, people are like if you're gay come out be proud whatever you're a proud bisexual man. But um child sex trafficking nobody's going to be happy with that. No one's going to be okay with you extorting and uh possibly assaulting people. Um, there are all kinds of stories of ho- ho- of rappers in L.A. And people think, well, rappers getting dosed, you know, getting something put in their drink. They do incredibly homosexual things on camera, and then people use that to extort them. There are hundreds of stories like that on YouTube. But also people think Jamie Foxx was cooperating with the with the feds in this investigation because Jamie used to follow Puffy around with a video camera very early on in his career and in, in Jamie's career and he videotaped a lot of stuff and so he suddenly gets sick on a set of one of his movies collapses no one tells us what's going on and uh they pop some double out in Chicago saying that's him that clearly wasn't him and then he's back and I'm ready and I'm healthy and it's like Jamie Foxx's illness was shrouded in mystery. So that's weird. And a lot of people think that has something to do with Buffy in this investigation. And they also think he may have uh, poisoned his uh, ex-girlfriend, longtime girlfriend and mother of four of his kids. Uh, No, three of his kids. Mother of three of his kids. You know, so it's deep. And there's one guy on YouTube, he's like, he's on it. Every story, every, uh, anything to, to support Kim Porter and Puff, get Puffy taken down. And these are independent people. They don't, they're not famous. They just keep reporting. So it sounds like Puffy's on his way to prison in some form or fashion, which is interesting because he just gave his publishing back gave publishing back to his artists who we all know have never made any money um and so someone i think her name aubrey o'day she was on one of his reality shows and she sort of just made her own lane and got herself a career and she's doing okay and she is not afraid because she was like our publishing he took the majority of the publishing when it was successful he took all of it. That's how he's so rich. So you, if you were on Bad Boy, you never got paid, really. And you were selling millions of records, and he somehow put all that money in his own pocket. So now when he returns to publishing, instead of getting millions of dollars, these people are looking at $800 because it's all from streaming. And streaming doesn't pay. And there's no way to put some of them back into relevancy unless of course their music is picked up in a movie or a TV commercial or something random but you know bad boy has a pretty big catalog everybody can't be waiting for that so i don't know it sounds bad for him but i don't feel sorry for him if you're going around raping people or or extorting people or murdering people whatever it is you think whatever it is that people think you're doing and you got the feds after you, I don't feel bad for you. And I think we're going to find out that the currency that has been going on for far too long in the entertainment business has been blackmail. People have just been blackmailing people. 
that's how Jeffrey Epstein got his money. The more I read about him, the more I realize, oh, this motherfucker just took pictures of people doing stuff. Heads of state with underage girls, you know, or boys. And uh, there you go. Then he just has this vault of cash that's strictly from blackmailing. I mean, he didn't walk around with a envelope that said bribes on it, but basically that's what he was doing, extorting people. So, yeah, I no wonder, you know, my career hasn't taken off yet. I never thought I would have to use my vagina. I thought I was just a good writer and that was all you needed. So, you know, strike one. And then I never would go to any of those kind of events or get caught up in rooms by myself or people or, you know, what I mean, like there was just things I wasn't going to do, even though I was young. And so strike two. <laughs> so this is some crazy shit, man. If you are keyed in, you are seeing a lot. I live on a level where I know um, I am not um, persuaded by the facade of of goodness. I know I'm down here on a primal level on a, on a daily basis. I deal with people who are primitive and primal. And uh, I have no delusions about who could be doing what. You know what I mean? Like, people on the internet think Beyonce worships the devil. I don't have no... I She could worship, worship the devil. I know she got problems, because when you listen to her songs, she got, went from being this strong, independent woman to, like, you know, I've been drinking. I mean, you listen to her lyrics. Just do a comparison between Crazy in Love... <laughs> and starting around 2015, it was like, damn, this is some dark shit. So it, it could be anybody. And I don't know anything. I don't know Beyonce. I know a lot of people like her and like her music. She has some bops. There's a few tracks of hers that I love. But I can't, if somebody says something horrible about her, I could not believe it. Oh my God, not Beyonce. You know what I mean? Like I'm, there's nobody out there that I feel that way about. The human mind is, is deep and it's a dark place. And people are obviously quite capable of being duplicitous. See Bill Cosby. So I still believe there are more good people than not good people because regular average good people don't make the news, but you get these phony hypocrite politicians like Lauren Boebert what an idiot you know how in the world is she even out here representing anybody they're also phony guys if you have faith in politicians at this point you just have not been paying attention and again what the hell are we gonna do about Mitch McConnell so we're just gonna spend a whole nother what year watching him seize up or they'll probably just put him in the background you got old Diane Feinstein, Nancy Pelosi is running again. These people are old, and we need to take it seriously. I don't believe in politicians, but they wield a lot of power, and we need to tear that system down too. They are messed up. They do nothing but take money. They all were grinning. I never will forget that picture of Maxine Waters grinning at Sam Bankman Freed, and this dude was a fucking fraud to the tune of billions of dollars like he took all these people's money who thought they were investing in crypto and just gave it to politicians to get his way for this altruistic whatever group he was in which basically gives you license 
to rob Peter to pay Paul because you're doing something altruistic, which is bullshit because altruism or altruism, however you say it, is subjective. You know, just because I might think something is a noble cause, you might not think that, you know? These groups of pedophiles, they think they're doing something noble, right? Some of these people, they do. They do think they're doing something noble, showing kids real love and nonsense like that. I don't think that's noble. I think that's illegal and it's rape. But if you think it's noble, you can give them money. That's that's what I'm saying. This is subjective. And he financed a lot of these politicians on both sides. And please stop thinking Democrats aren't corrupt. They are corrupt as fuck. All of these politicians are. I I honestly believe the the universe is going to open up the earth and just just suck out all the suck. All the liars, all the criminals, all the people who are just not good human beings, you know, they're going to have some sort of situation to deal with. And I just feel that way because karma is something. It's a thing. It's not nothing. And a lot of y'all have just been really tempting the karma police. They coming for you. Not all of us. Some of us have done the right thing and we're good people despite harsh circumstances. Because if I hear another motherfucker tell me, well, I, you know, I just needed some money. So you decided you had to hold people up by gunpoint instead of just go get in a job. The ends don't justify the means. All right, everybody, have an amazing Tuesday. It is Tuesday, September the 19th. What the hell? This month is almost over. Lucky for you, though, I've been celebrating my birthday since Friday, September the 1st. (laughs) I've had multiple birthday lunches, multiple. uh, I got to go out on Saturday with my friends. That was awesome. I think I was about to talk about that. That was fun. And even though it was only four hours, it felt like four hours of freedom. It was so awesome. I haven't been out at night in a year. It was very, very cool. I really enjoyed my birthday. Thank you so much for all the calls, the texts. Uh, I got some really nice cards at at work and through the mail. And it's just been very, very nice uh, to be so lovingly thought of. So I appreciate everybody. And I hope everybody is kicking ass because seriously, we're almost to October. So if you had plans for this year, you need to get going. I had a goal, but I didn't see it being publishing. But I did know I wanted to grow my business. So I did invest in my business and I am going to have some uh, a high quality, good book out before the from my own company before the year is out. And I hope you guys uh, buy it because I need sales. <laughs> But also, I think it's going to bring value. The first topic I think I'm going to work on is is, is about shadow work. But people have trademarked the fr- phrase shadow work. So I'm going to have to uh, come up with another phrase. But basically, it's about taming those other parts of yourself that you don't deal with. Those dark emotions like uh, resentment and anger and, and frustration and those things that hold you back. And being able to do the work that lets you uh, transcend that stuff and become your best self. Because truly, 
that's that's the only thing that's holding you back. And it, you have to change your mindset, whether you're dealing with a long term illness, whether you're dealing with a, a, a spouse you don't care for anymore, an ex spouse, or whether you keep finding yourself dating the same person over and over again, and you can't get out of that rut, or you're, you know, not happy with the amount of money you have, if you wanted to alter your income, and you just can't figure out how to, all those things are inside work. It, it comes from inside of you. And so I'm going to be working on a book that will help people uh, level up. And uh, I'm excited about it. I don't know how I'm going to have time to do it, but you know what? No excuses. All right, everybody. Have an amazing day. Be your best. And we'll meet back here soon. I appreciate you so much. Thank you for listening, liking, subscribing, and sharing. You guys are the best. I've got nothing but mad love for you. And mad love is better than regular love. You know that. I appreciate you. Talk later.